Hey, it's your boy, the Big Aristotle Shack, and this is the Prime Time Podcast from the Bros Who Think Network. Bitches. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Prime Time Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host, and today we are previewing the LSU Tigers versus the Auburn Tigers as Auburn is coming in for another top 10 matchup in Tiger Stadium as the number nine Auburn Tigers are coming in for a 2.30 matchup on CBS in Death Valley. Uh, today, I am joined by two special guests. As always, Josh Lemoyne is going to join us for the LSU side of it. But first, I uh, would like to welcome our guest as Justin Ferguson uh, of The Athletic. He is a beat writer for the Auburn Tigers, is joining us. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Justin. We'd like to welcome our guest today as Justin Ferguson. Y'all can find him on Twitter at jfergusonau. He is a beat writer for the Auburn Tigers over at The Athletic, joins us today. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Doing good. Can't complain. Justin, excited for this weekend as another uh, top 10 opponent is facing the LSU Tigers as Auburn is coming in this weekend. Uh, I got to ask off, you know, starting off, uh, Auburn will not have uh, Jatarvius Whitlow in this game. How big of a loss is that for the Tigers? Yeah, it's a pretty significant loss. I think this team can still run the ball without uh, Whitlow, but it just changes some things, especially in big games. Uh, He was the guy with a lot of experience. He's been there every down back, you know, for the last two seasons. And, he went down with an injury late in the Florida game, missed against Arkansas last week, and probably not going to be back until Auburn plays Georgia in a few weeks. So, yeah, it's a loss, um, but uh, Auburn's got tremendous depth at running back. Um, they're going to rely on a rotation of about three guys that they're going to just kind of move in and out. Don't have as much big game experience, I guess, as Whitlow, um, but I, I think the big key in this game is, is that if Auburn's offensive line can do their job, uh, which has kind of been up and down this season. Um, you know, th- this team's got the talent to run against anybody, I think, in the SEC. It's just going to be a matter of if the offensive line can perform. But, yeah, not having Willow's tough because when Auburn moves at its fastest and plays at its best, you know, Whitlow's the guy running back. Uh, with Auburn returning five starters, have you, you know, you said that the offensive line play has been up and down. Have you been surprised of uh, the lack of consistency? Yeah, I have. I mean, I, I really have because this was supposed to be the year where, you know, I think talent-wise, Auburn's offensive line was never going to be an elite one uh, in the SEC. Um, you know, they're having to rely on some guys that I think that, you know, aren't quite at the level of what Auburn's offensive line has been in the past, and there's a bunch of different reasons for that. Um, but I I thought the experience would be um, a bigger factor in this season. I mean, you go back and watch where Auburn struggled on offense this year. Guys are just not executing up front. I mean, they're getting beat at the line of scrimmage. They're missing assignments. Um, it's just those little things that you just you have to, you know, t- you know, clamp down on if you're an offensive lineman because one mistake can turn into a negative play up front, and all it needs is one guy. Um, you know, there, there have been times this season where that offensive line has looked really, really good, and they've been able to put up good numbers on offense against Oregon, against Texas A&M. In uh, Mississippi State, some of these big wins for Auburn this season, the offensive line has really turned the corner. But in certain stretches against Oregon and definitely against Florida, um, they underperformed, and, and that's got to be something that they they have to play their best game of the season, I think, to have a chance to beat LSU on Saturday because you got to be able to kind of swing as much as you can with that LSU offense, and, and for Auburn, the offensive line play is going to be key. 
Well, on the other side of the line, Auburn brings in one of the best defensive lines in the SEC, let, uh, and not only in the SEC, but in the country. What, what makes him so good? Well, I, I think it, it, it's a combination of a lot of factors. It's experience, and they've got uh, two uh, seniors in, in Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown that are leading the way. Brown, probably a top 10 pick in this upcoming draft, um, All-American candidate already. Probably the best interior lineman in college football is either him or Javon Kenlaw at, uh, at South Carolina. Just a, a six foot five, three twenty, runs really well. He's just a rare talent. Uh, he's played up to his potential this season. And then next to him is Marlon Davidson, the defensive end, who has really turned the corner this year. Another former really, really good prospect uh, coming out of high school. This has been his year where he's been able to put it all together. He's won SEC defensive lineman of the week three times this season. Uh, most notably last weekend uh, where he had, you know, three tackles for loss, two sacks, a strip sack, um, you know, in the first half of that game. So he's a real uh, tough presence, which those guys, I mean, like they win in single, you know, they're really good at run stopping, but in in pass rushing, they win against one-on-one matchups more often than not. So it really puts a bind on offensive lines to be able to figure out who to double, who to deal with. Uh, And then the rest of the, uh, the defensive line, just a deep group. I mean, Auburn rotates. You'll probably see about eight, nine, ten guys Auburn will use on the defensive line on Saturday to keep some of the better guys fresh for the second half. Um, so it's it's the experience. It's the star power with guys like Davidson and Brown. And then I think it's, uh, you know, the depth that they're able to rotate so much so that when you get into the fourth quarter, they're still playing like it's the first half. Well, Auburn is – experience throughout both sides of the football but looking at that defense that's so talented if you're Joe Brady if you're Steve Ensminger where are you looking to attack this Auburn defense on Saturday well I mean it's going to be right in LSU's wheelhouse and it's going to be through the air uh, and Auburn's cornerbacks specifically um, the thing about Auburn's defense this season in the past defense is they prevented the big play uh, they do a really good job of keeping the top on coverage and they tackle really well in space so these teams that try to try to go underneath and try to get plays big yards after the catch. Auburn has done a better job than most this season at cutting them down uh, quickly. The, the thing is going to be for me, and this is where Burrow and, and LSU's offense has been really good this season, um, is attacking the intermediate levels and attacking Auburn's cor- cornerbacks, uh, specifically in one-on-one coverage. That's going to be the key. Uh, Auburn's had some times this season where they have not looked at their best at that. Um, this is going to be where they've got to show a lot better. They got to play better coverage. They got to be, you know, create some havoc on that side of the ball because if they don't do that, you know, as good I mean, the way Burrow is, um, you you can't let him kind of sit back there and you know take his chances on those back shoulder throws or some of those outs or you know just those plays that are are really good for LSU's offense because this is not an LSU offense that kind of like Alabama does it where they throw underneath and let guys run for days. I mean, they want to take some deeper shots downfield. Auburn's got to be better in the secondary, and that's kind of been their weaker point of the defense this season. So uh, it matches right up with what LSU wants to do. And so it's going to be a tough, tough day for Auburn's uh, secondary if they don't, if they don't come out, you know, and play really well early on. Have you been surprised by this LSU offense after years of hearing it, you know, evolving, we're actually finally seeing it in game. Yeah, I am. I, I really, really am because, because uh, that's the thing about LSU is like you should have an offense like this every year. You got so much talent, a wide receiver every year, um, and it was just finding the quarterback to get it to get it done. 
I thought Burrow did some really good things last season, but Brady has really unlocked his potential. Look, I mean, Burrow was what he was. He was a, a former really, really good uh, uh, prospect. So, I mean, you can see why he's having so much success. Maybe not this much success uh, this season. His, his numbers are really, really ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, it was just – it needed – something needed to be done where they got uh, the right guy in to, you know, get the passing game together. And LSU's still a very – efficient team running the ball um it, it has been surprising but i mean as somebody who's you know watched lsu play football uh, all their life it was just kind of one of those things like, all right finally they're living up to their potential and uh it, it's really exciting because i think there was a stretch there in college football where i think it was just alabama versus the field especially in the sec west with lsu coming around and putting up an offense like this you feel good about their chances of you know hanging with alabama and, and competing and uh, you know, I think now the pressure is going to be on Auburn to try to get back up to that level uh, over the next few years. Well, speaking of Auburn's offense, Bo Nix coming in as a freshman had some comments about Tiger Stadium. Do you think those were wise words that he said? Well, I think we need to clear something up real quick. Um, there was a there was a quote going around on Monday uh, of you know him saying you know the Tiger Stadium not big a big a deal. That, that that wasn't true. I mean, he didn't say those words. Um, Kind of a fake, kind of fake quote. He talked to us yesterday, though, on Tuesday afternoon about uh, Tiger Stadium and and about playing at LSU. And he says, you know, it, it's it's going to be really loud and it's going to be one of those really tough environments. And when Auburn um, played at Florida, you know, a uh, a few weeks ago, he struggled with the noise and the pre-snap communication was bad. It didn't really get anything going on uh, on offense. And um, he feels like he's better prepared for LSU because he's gotten that trial by fire at Florida. Um, but, I mean, he's – like his dad uh, went to Florida and I say that would have been 95 and, um, you know, got dropped on his head for a safety because he thought he heard a whistle. Uh, he was just – the crowd was that crazy and that loud in that game. So he knows what Tiger Stadium can be like. Um, and so I think that's – yeah, that's a big thing there is that, you know, Nick knows the challenge ahead. He feels like he's better prepared for it. But as you said, he said, told us yesterday, it's like no one can really tell you how loud it is uh, until you actually get there. So it's going to be interesting. If he can handle the noise better, Auburn's going to have a better chance of, uh, of hanging with LSU. If not, if it looks like it does against Florida, it's going to get really ugly. Well, looking at Auburn's offense, they're averaging 239 yards uh, per game on the ground. LSU is giving up a 90, 93.3 per game. Who has the advantage in that? Does Auburn's offense have to pass the ball in this game to win, or are they going to try to run it and go into LSU's wheelhouse in terms of what they're succeeding at on defense? Yeah, I think they're going to have to be balanced. I think you've got to be able to run the ball for sure because you want to be able to get some sustained drives and take time off the clock. Look at what Florida did against uh, against LSU. You know, If they want to throw in that pick late, that strategy was working. They were working the clock and, and, and just trying to counterpunch to everything LSU was throwing at them. Auburn's going to have to do that. But in order to do that, they're going to have to throw the ball as well. Um, I, I think this has got to be a game where Bo Nix makes some plays with his legs and his arm. He's got to be able to hit some shots uh, uh, downfield, you know, get some chunk plays because Auburn's, Auburn's running game has not been nearly as consistent. The, the numbers are great, but against good competition, it hasn't been consistent enough where I can say, oh, yeah, Auburn's going to be able to run all over LSU or, you know, they're not going to have much of a problem going up against them. Now, LSU – you know, they, they know that Dave Aranda and, and that defense, they are going to be 
tough in that that environment. So I think the key to Auburn's got to be balanced. They're going to have to run the ball to have a lot of success in this game, um, but they need to be able to play off of that running game well. Nix has got to be efficient through the air, uh, take some play action, uh, take some shots downfield, and try to hurt LSU that way uh, if they get too focused in on the running game. Balance is going to have to be the key in this one. Do you think LSU can have success against this Auburn defense? I think they definitely can. I really definitely think they can because I think they're going to look like – they look like a team that can have success against anybody. And I think Auburn's defense is the best defense they've played this year. Um, but it's still – I mean, they're, they're still what they have been on offense this season. Uh, like I said earlier, Auburn's past defense has had some issues uh, with certain kind of down-the-field passes this season – guys picking on their cornerbacks a little too much. That's right in LSU's wheelhouse. Now, um, I'm really interested to see if Auburn's pass rush can get home enough on Burrow and affect him enough where he might not be able to light up the scoreboard nearly as much as, you know, he has in earlier games this season. But, I mean, I fully expect LSU to move the ball and, and put points on the board, and the onus is going to be on Auburn's offense to hang in there. Um, so, I, I think if Auburn's defensive line has an outstanding day – We'll see how you know how effective, if LSU can put up those kind of numbers, but uh, Auburn's secondary this season has not been super strong. Um, so yeah, I think the opportunity is definitely there for LSU to move the ball and especially through the air and and, and, find, and find ways to get to get those wide receivers uh, you know open downfield and, and making plays. Well, we saw LSU win last year on a field goal kick at the end of the game. If it comes down to that, how comfortable is Malzahn with? Uh, Auburn's kicking situation in the special teams right now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is the one of the few spots in this game where I think Auburn might have an advantage over LSU. Is that I know LSU's kicking game hasn't been very uh, very stable this season. Uh, Auburn's has, has been better. Now it is not you know what you expected you know a few years ago when Daniel Carlson hit six field goals to beat LSU. Not that level. Um, Daniel's little brother Anders is is good. He's not as consistent. But he's got a big leg, and he's he's, he's taking a step forward this season. Um, you know, he's a guy that is pretty reliable on, on field goals. Um, yeah, I think special teams might have to be a key for Auburn in this one. Uh, they've got a punt returner in Christian Tut that if they find a way to force uh, LSU to punt, um, try to try to make a big play there, try to get a kicker turn or something like that, uh, maybe a block. Auburn's been really aggressive this season at going after kicks this uh, kicks and block uh, and punts. So if they can do that, that's going to have to be something. When you look at this matchup, the way LSU's playing offense, the fact that they're playing at home, Auburn's going to have to find a way to steal some possessions. And special teams might be a way to do that, at least flipping the you know, the, the um, field position battle or even putting points on the board themselves with it. So I feel confident about their special teams game, um, but it is going to be a challenge, uh, you know, especially kicking in a place like Tiger Stadium. Uh, Justin, who do you think wins this matchup this weekend? Yeah, I got LSU in this one, and I think Auburn's going to put up a really good game. I, I could see it going very similarly to what um, the the LSU the LSU Florida game looked like uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I think Auburn's defense is a little bit better prepared for this matchup than Florida was because they have their best defensive linemen are going to be healthy, unlike what Florida had uh, with Zanigan and Greenard out that game. I think that made a difference. I still think LSU would have won, but I think Florida would have felt better with if they had a better defensive line for that game. Um, that's going to be key uh, in this one. But, I mean, I, I, I just – I don't have enough confidence in Auburn's offense this year to think that even if Auburn's defense plays a really good game, that they can do enough to hang with 
with LSU. Um, so, I mean, I think this will be a tough matchup. I think this will be a four-quarter game. Uh, but I, I expect I expect LSU with the home field advantage, with an offense that is just super super efficient this season, to to get a to get the win. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a game where Auburn has to kind of find a way to reset after this, uh, and and know that this is their last road game. They get four straight at home to end the season. They still got a lot of, you know, going to have a lot of success in front of them down the stretch of the season. Uh, but this LSU game, I think, could be a wake up call to say, hey. If you're going to be hanging with the big teams in the SEC West moving forward. Uh, once again, I want to thank Justin. Uh, you know, interesting points that he said. I, I think that, you know, I want to go ahead and bring Josh in now. Y'all make sure y'all follow him on Twitter at LSU FBall Truth. Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Man, Josh, another top 10 matchup. Uh, I think it's going to be a good environment. There's a chance of rain, which, you know, in a way could play into Auburn's hand, but. I uh, think it's going to be another good ma- uh, good environment for the game this week. Yeah, I, I just seen uh, – I'm not sure who posted it. They posted the weather just now, and it didn't – chance of rain, but it doesn't look like it's going to be nothing to do serious. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, look, it's going to be a, a tremendous environment. Um, the, the talk of LSU looking past Auburn for Alabama, you know, these guys aren't doing that. O, Coach O is not going to let them do that. This is a top-10 team, and, it, you know, this is a big game for LSU. Hey, the fans are. Right, the fans are. Media media are. We expect that. Right, right. Absolutely. National media is talking about LSU, Alabama already, and it's like, oh, there's a big matchup this weekend where LSU is going to face the best defense they're going to play all year, Josh. And I I wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. believe that this defense is much, not much, but better than Florida. You know, looking at Florida on tape, it's like, man, look at the numbers they have. But look who they, you know, who they played. Auburn, I think, has played a little bit better competition. And, you know, uh, they yes, they played Florida. They played uh, the Oregon Ducks, and, and they went one and one of those games. But you look at the tackles for loss. Uh, I, I mean, double digits in some of those games. Their sacks are high. This front seven, we talked about how nasty Florida was. This front seven is going to test LSU, especially that defensive line, because they're going to constantly be rotating guys in in the game. No, yeah, uh, Charles, you're dead on. Uh, I did a show earlier today, and that's basically what I said. I said, look, I believe Auburn has the best front seven, look, front four for sure in the country. That's including Alabama, LSU, whoever else you want to put in there. Um, I just think Auburn as a whole up there at front seven, they got NFL dudes, man, and they can play. With that being said, I do believe in the back end and the secondary, they can get, you know, you can expose them. You absolutely can. Problem is, can LSU's offensive line, you know, hold up? block these guys long enough so so Joe can get the ball to these talented wide receivers. Uh, you know, time will tell. Yeah, it, it's all about timing. I mean, you look yep. in that Florida game, Josh, you know, Joe was getting the ball out even faster than he had been all season. And, and I want to bring this point up. You know, we, we talked about the Mississippi State game. We were nitpicking. And, and, you know, I've watched that game twice since then. It seems mm-hmm. like we were running a blander version of our offense. You know, you talked about running that – play back-to-back yep. with Thaddeus Moss. It didn't seem like there was much trickery. Maybe more, you know, I, I think I mentioned this in the in the uh, recap pod, talking about how they wanted to put some stuff on tape to get teams to prepare for things that they're not going to run. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, LSU didn't run, you know, what they've been running against some of these better teams. So I expect even more wrinkles against Auburn. You know, they're yeah. getting ready for Alabama. So, Josh, this is definitely a game where – you're going to see wrinkles. I think you're going to see in terms, you know, in terms of play calling, maybe some trickery. 
And, and look, they're not looking past Auburn, but I think you're going to see some plays that are going to set up for that Alabama game. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if you remember the, from the Mississippi State show, when I was talking, I said it almost the, the game almost kind of started block, kind of just like you're saying. It was kind of basic. But to me, that, that's all strategy. When, when your overall goal is to, you know, get to the college football playoff, win the SEC championship, it, you're exactly right that they're setting, uh, they're setting things up for certain games. I think they're going to handle this just like Florida. You know, they're not going to hold anything back. Like you said, they're going to put things on film. That They're going to go out there and try to win this game fully. Um, let's say it's third quarter, Charles. We're up 42, 42 to 10 or something. You know, I'm not, not looking ahead. It's just – it's all strategy and scheme. Don't think that they would say, okay, you know, let's, let's not, let's not show all the toys now, you know, let's bring some of this stuff back in. So it just kind of depends how the game goes, but yeah, Charles, you're, you're hundred percent on that, that I expect LSU to show a few new wrinkles here, but I don't expect them to show everything. Josh, I think the key matchup in this game, it, once again, like the Florida game is going to be in the trenches and look, mm -hmm. that's going to be the key matchup against Alabama. It's going to be the key matchup if LSU gets in the postseason play on a playoff SEC championship game, et cetera. When you play good teams in the SEC and in the country, the the offensive line and defensive line are critical. Josh, I'm looking at stats right now. Auburn right now, uh, rounding up, rushes for 240 yards per game while LSU gives up 93. Mm -hmm. So they're playing, you know, they're butting heads against their strong suits. I, I mean, you look at Auburn's offensive line loaded with five seniors, right? They have a lot of experience there. They've played up and down, but they're still getting the yards on the ground. Who wins that matchup? So, yeah, th this this right here is is going to be the telltale of the game, Charles. Uh, if Auburn can run the football, it's going to be a long night. I'm not saying LSU ain't gonna, can't win the game, but if we allow Auburn to run the football and do the things that they like to do with, with the different schemes and the different formations and how, you know, Auburn loves to do. Uh, it, it's going to be a long night. Now, with, with, with that being said, Charles, that I think LSU is healthy. We can rotate guys along the defensive line. Uh, we finally look like an SEC line. We, we you know, we, we playing good football. I don't expect the whole Auburn to, to 94 yards rushing. What it, it, it could happen, but I think at the end of the day, LSU should win this matchup. And you know, on the on the line of scrimmage, uh, if Auburn can, everything revolves around the running game for Auburn. If they can get that running game going, then that allows a true freshman quarterback to make some plays, the play action comes, you know, comes into play. But if you can stop that run, and this is what I've been saying all week, you stop Auburn's run, you force Bo Nix to have to throw the football. And we've seen what happened with Florida when he does that. He's still young and he's going to make some young mistakes. So I think that's, that's what LSU is trying to do is shut down the run. I think they're, Charles, I expect Allen, what your thoughts are, but I expect them to bring six, I mean, seven, eight in the box to do everything they can to stop this run, to put the ball in the hands of the quarterback. Yeah, look, I, I think that they're going to try to not do that at the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe, you know, rushing four or five at most of the beginning and passing downs and try to get that pressure uh, with their front four. Look, LSU's got better depth, but if they can't win that, Josh, look, if, if Auburn's offensive line has a lot of success, mm -hmm. they're pushing us around. Uh, we, I, I look, it, it means that there's more time of possession for Auburn, less time for LSU to be on the field. And, and like Josh said, it's going to be a frustrating long night for LSU, not saying they don't win, but LSU will be on the field for two, three minutes, they'll score, and then Auburn will be on the field for eight. And yeah, that, yep. That's ahead, the frustrating John. part of it, because then our defense is on the field for longer, 
while it's going to be pleasant conditions, you're still going to be tired. You're going to have tired legs on your defensive front. Your linebackers, your cornerbacks are going to be tired because your safeties are going to have to come in. You're going to have to bring more pressure into the box, and Auburn will be able to dictate what they want. And, and that's the biggest thing is when Florida had success you know, stopping the run, they forced Bo Nix to throw the ball, which led mm-hmm. to his three interceptions in that game. Now, can LSU cover one-on-one against these receivers? I think they can. I don't think this is one of the better receiving cores. I do think they are talented. But like Florida, do not overlook Auburn and what they can do on offense. Gus Malzahn has some uncanny ability to, to win these type of games. And coming into LSU, you know, LSU went to Auburn, won last year on a field goal. I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn did that. I don't think they do at the end of the day. But I don't want to overlook what Auburn can do on offense because, yes, Bo Nix is a freshman, but Bo Nix has been tested already. This isn't his first big game. It's not his first big road environment. The Swamp proved difficult for him in terms of communication, and they've been working on that. They had a bye week, and they worked on it against Arkansas, and it seems like you know, Arkansas wasn't loud at the end of the day, right? But it seems like they've put a lot of work into what they're going to do in a loud environment. So maybe Bo Nix is more comfortable, makes less mistakes, and LSU's going to have to stop these guys. Look, LSU leads the SEC in three and outs. That's going to be important in this game is negative plays on first down. You don't want to give up five, six yards on a run on first down because that gives Auburn a chance to get an easy, uh, easy first down on second or third. So I think it's going to be key that LSU's defensive line plays really well. Guys like Tyler Shelvin, you know, you're going to look at Ica and hope that he plays well. And then your backup guys. I mean, Braden Fajogo's on that second string now. A guy like Solomon Thomas, Neil Farrell. You know, out of those guys, you know, those guys need to step up for this game, Josh, because stopping the run, like you said, is key to LSU winning this game. Yep, that's going to be the key, Charles, is right there. Those names that you said up front, this is the first time in the whole season that I've, we've really keyed on the defensive line. But just like you said, Shelvin, or Glenn Logan, and Neil Ferrer, all those guys that we've been talking about, this is their game. This is the one where if they come to play some elite football, it's in this game. Because if you shut down the run, LSU's going to win this ball game. You're going to put the ball in that, in that young man's hands. He ain't ready for it. you see what happened against Florida. He got shook. Um, he will be down the road. You know, I'm not hating on Bo. He's going to be a great quarterback. But as, a, as it sits right now, you shut down the run and put the ball in, in that young man's hand, LSU's going to win this football game. Yeah, and look, I've seen some of his passing in, in that Auburn game. He led them back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Oregon game. He led them back. His passes weren't great. Look, he's got a lot of work to do. He's a freshman at the end of the day. But, Josh, if LSU can get six, have success stopping uh, with a seven-man box, a six-man box, and they're not bringing in eight, nine guys, I think that allows you to have more guys in the defensive backfield, and it forces him to throw into tight windows. That's where he's had his issues. You know, a one-on-one, yes, you can have interceptions happen, but when you have more guys in the defensive backfield and it's crowded, it's going to be harder for Knicks to get passes into those guys, and that's where he's going to start making mistakes. So, look, it all starts on first down on this game, Josh. Uh, unlike with Trask, if LSU stopped Florida on first down, he still had an opportunity. If LSU can stop Auburn on first down and get that negative play, it sets up for a difficult second and third, and you'll see why LSU leads the SEC in three and outs. Yep. No, and I, I do believe that Florida had better, and you mentioned this, Florida's wide receivers and Kyle Pitts, their tight end, is, it's a, a better group. Seth Williams, you know, for, for Auburn, he, he's a nice playmaker. Anthony Schwartz, he's a speed guy, a track guy. But I think, like you said, Charles, o- overall, 
I think LSU can match up with these guys much better, lock down more one-on-one. And like you said, man, you force both have to make those throws in tight windows. That's all plus for LSU. Yeah, look, LSU's defense played a lot better against Mississippi State. It seems like things are coming into form as injuries uh, are starting to heal. You're starting to get to full strength. So, you know, Josh, if look, I'll say this. If there's a game that Bo Nix can have a good game and have, you know, get a stock to rise, it would be this game because LSU's had trouble defending the pass. You know, this is going to be one of those games where your passing defense will be tested because you're going to be forcing uh, Auburn to throw the ball. So will guys like Delpit, you know, Jacoby Stevens, you know, step up? Because in that Mississippi State game, you saw them get comfortable with Jacoby Stevens, leaving him deep, getting Delpit to play in the box where, Josh, I think that's his best spot. Man, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that was I was going to bring him up next. Is it looks like Jacoby's getting comfortable, man. He's he's just really finding his niche now in this defense. And like Coach O said, he gets better the closer he gets to the ball. So if you can bring Grant up, you can bring Jacoby up. D- depending on the situation, man, that's that's a playmaker along the line of scrimmage, and you, those two are starting. You know, it's they're starting to become a serious tandem there at the at, at the safety position. Well, Josh, let's flip it around. Look, we, we talked about Auburn being very talented in that front seven. Auburn giving a little more than LSU in yards per game on the ground, around 94 yards. LSU gaining 154. Look, Coach O always talks about 50-50. I think it's going to be one of those games where 50-50 is important because Auburn's going to take a lot of time of possession in this game if LSU's scoring in three minutes. I think LSU's going to have to run the ball to have success offensively. And I think that Look, I, I, it's going to be easy to attack their cornerbacks. That's a weakness. We'll get to that next. But just looking at the running game, can LSU have success running the ball against an Auburn Tigers team? And, and what's important to that? I mean, is a guy like Ed Ingram playing? Because I, I think, Josh, personally, I think Ed Ingram is our best offensive lineman, and his best, uh, his best ability is run blocking. He's a bulldozer. So right. can he have success? Can Cushionberry have success? against this Auburn front seven, and especially the front four, that's the most talented in the SEC. Yeah, look, I, I said this earlier on the early show, Charles, that I, I don't – LSU don't have to come out there and run the ball for 250 yards. You know, they, they, ran, they ran the heck out of the ball against Florida. I wasn't expecting that quite of a game. But they need to, they need to be able to run the ball enough to keep them honest, Charles. That's going to be key because we know if Joe can – you know, if Joe can get back there and, and run this passing offense like we want, you know, the, one of the, the keys to this is, is, like you said, keeping that front four honest and keeping them just enough with Clyde and Ty. And, you know, if you're going to use Emory, you know, we ain't got to gash them for seven yards a run. But I would like to see these guys be able to gain a few yards on first down if you're going to run that run that RPO just enough to keep those those NFL guys honest and not be able to just come at Joe full speed. That's going to that's going to be key. If we can, we kind of see what happened like with against Florida. You're able to move that ball and throw the ball all around the field on these guys and keep them on their heels. So I think they can. But this will be just like we talked about the defensive line, Charles, for LSU and those names being key to that game. It's the same thing, like you mentioned, on the, on this side of the ball. This is such a key game for the line of scrimmage, man. This is huge. We're going to find out how, you know, how much of a leap, Charles, that, that the LSU offensive line has made. We're going to find out. Are we going to find out if they really made a big leap like we've, we've pretty much seen or they they still got some work left to do because they're going to get tested and we're going to find out pretty quick um, if LSU is going to have to scheme up something crazy in the second half, you know, be able to just get in the gun and have to get the ball out of his hands quick or 
like Florida, we were able to run the football pretty consistently. Well, uh, you know, against Florida, they lost their top two defensive linemen in the game. Uh, Dan Mullen is still using that as an excuse as yeah. to why they lost that game. I think Auburn's deeper in the defensive front. Uh, maybe top talent is not the same, but it's close. So I think that, like you said, this is going to be where we find out how good they've gotten, how good a guy like Austin Deculus is. Uh, yep. Because we've seen a big leap from him. He's going to get tested. I think Cushenberry probably gets tested the most in this game uh, because he's going to have a size disadvantage. And, and can he uh, keep the, you know, the interior pocket upright? You know, can he keep that pocket formed? Because if that pocket collapses uh, on the interior side, that's when your quarterback can't step up and make throws. So, look, at last year's game, we saw Joe have to run a lot. Uh, I, I could see that happening this game, Josh. But we know Joe, he's at, you know right around 70% when he's under pressure. So that while that's on blitzes, we know Joe can feel the pressure in the pocket. I feel comfortable with that, Josh. And, and even more so, when I look at LSU right now, and they're averaging 380, uh, 386, let's round up, passing yards a game. And, and Auburn is allowing uh, teams to get around 225 yards per game. So teams are having success throwing the ball in Auburn, uh, and that's where I think LSU is going to have their advantage in this game. Uh, yeah, Charles, you're, you're spot on with this. That, that's, this is where LSU can take advantage of. That's why I say you don't have to, you don't have to run for a, a billion yards against Auburn. Got to run for just enough to keep them honest. I think Joe has, if everything kind of works out the way I expect it to work out, I expect this to be big for Joe in prime time for his Heisman, his Heisman campaign. I see, I honestly believe Joe and, and this passing offense could put up some big numbers against a, you know, a top SEC top 10 program where after the game, Charles, you leave and you look at the stats and you're like, wow, man, he did that against a top 10 program. I think, I think we'll have that opportunity in this game. No, you know, will we execute and actually do it? In you know, time will tell, but I think the opportunities will be there for LSU, especially getting Terrence Marshall Jr. back. So you kind of get the third head there back in that wide receiver and core. And like we had talked about the last pod, you got all the guys that's been playing now. It's been stepping up that can make plays. Joe trusts them. So this is a game where Joe can really show out on, on national television. Yeah, and what Auburn has had issues with that Ferguson said was that they've had issues with that deep play. And, and LSU mm -hmm. has the playmakers that can, you know, complete those deep plays well you know obviously you know what Joe Burrow can do he's he can throw dimes down the field he's had a lot of those he's very accurate down the field and, and if Auburn can't stop that look Josh it could be a field day for Joe Burrow if, if he's upright you know if, if they can hold that pocket for him and play action and the running game's working I think LSU and, and Joe Burrow can just cement his legacy even more this season and even further his distance between two in that Heisman race yeah, no, I think this is a game, Charles, where that LSU, LSU could, you know, we'll talk about scores in a minute, but I expect LSU to continue to score some pretty high numbers. I just don't think Auburn has enough offense to, to keep up with it. I just think as good as Auburn's defense is, it's going to be tough to keep LSU under 35 points. You know what I mean? And I, and I, nothing against Auburn. I think they have a tremendous defense and they have some really talented guys. I just don't see Auburn holding this under 35 points and, you know, that offense just it just won't be able to score enough because LSU's defense is coming on. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting battles to watch is, is look, LSU, we all know that Bama game is looming and, and as fans and, and 
people who cover the team, we're looking towards that too. I think in the back of the head, the players are looking towards that game as well, especially with the two and use. So, you know, it's the final game to get ready for it, and it's a talented opponent. You're going to play a defense that's better than Alabama's, but you're not going to play an offense that's as good. You're going to play a really good offensive line and a good rushing attack, so you're going to get to find out how good this defensive line is when they're full health. Uh, and that's going to be important this game, Josh. And something I asked Justin, I said, look, last year Cole Tracy won the game for us. Uh, in our recap pod, we kind of talked about uh, what has been going on uh, with with our kicking game right now. And, and look, mm-hmm. you know, Cade York is talented. He's missed two field goals this year. But at the end of the day, you've you got to somewhat – I mean, you trust Cade York. Uh, if it's a position where it's a fourth and one – and you're at the, you know, you're at the 40, I think you go for it, right? But Auburn, if they have any advantage in this game, it's with their kicking. They've been really successful in their kicking game this year. Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I don't think it's going to come down to that, Charles. I, I really don't. I would like to see Cade get a couple more opportunities in this game because this, you know, it's another big environment. I'd like to see him maybe make one or two kicks where he, he gets that opportunity again to get some confidence back. That's kind of what I'll be looking for as far as the, the kicking game goes. Well, Josh, let's get into predictions, and then we'll talk a little recruiting. Uh, how do you see this game going? Justin had LSU winning. I have him winning as well. I'll give my score prediction after Josh. But, Josh, how do you see the score in this game going? You know, I, I had it I had it 38-17 to 17 LSU. But the more film I watch, Charles, I think it's more like a 45 to 17 game. LSU wins this. I just I watched that uh, Florida Auburn game again. And I just it if we can execute along the same lines of what Florida did. And, uh, you know, we damn well know that Aranda watch all that film. That I just don't think they're going to stymie there at Auburn and they make Bo make them plays. And look, I, I I think this is one another one of them games for a Stingley to, you know, or a Fulton that may have a couple turnovers. They end up forcing maybe two, two or three interceptions, and LSU gets a couple quick scores. I just that's kind of how I see it. You know, Auburn just don't have the offense yet. We'll be talking about a different Bo Nix and a different Auburn offense. You know, next year and the year after that, that's a totally different story. But for this year, I got it uh, forty. What I say, forty-five to seventeen. Yeah, I'm I'm with the forty-five, but I think Auburn has a little bit more success. Ends up putting up twenty-four points in this game. Yeah. I, I just think that Auburn's going to have some success moving the ball. Um, but, you know, Josh, the only reason I'm saying that is because we saw Florida uh, come in and, and do – Josh, neither of us thought Trask would play like that. Um, so uh, I, some of it's going off of that Auburn game. I, we've seen teams have success against LSU's defense, and, and it's time for LSU to show us and prove me wrong in this game, right? You know, this is a game where it, an LSU defense should hold them to 10 points or 13 points, but um, – I think that 24-17 is more of a realistic uh, expectation mm-hmm. for this for this game. And look, Josh, I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was a close game either. So I think it will be a good game on Saturday, and it's going to be packed in terms of recruiting. Uh, but before we get to that, LSU picks up a huge commit, a surprise, as five-star uh, Eric Gilbert out of Marietta, Georgia, was down to Alabama and UGA's number one tight end in the country, number 10 player in the nation commits to LSU. He is a freak of nature, Josh. What do you like? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, he's, I'm still a little bit in shock. We're recording this pod 10 minutes after it happened, I guess, 20 minutes after it happened. But uh, he's, I will say, I won't name any names, but I have other five-star talents uh, reach out to me and say he's, 
he's NFL ready now. He he's a freak. He's he's everything that you want in a tight end and an athlete. And uh, you know, he's she was kind of missing that tight end, that special tight end. We really haven't had it here on the program in a while. We've had some good guys, uh, but he he's a different type, you know, for the fans that he's one that brings another piece to Joe Brady and Coach Ensminger's offense that that we haven't had in quite some time, you know. I won't go out on a limb and say we've never had anything like that in the program ever, but he's that special. If I mean, if he could stay healthy, you're looking at a, a matchup nightmare, a Jimmy Graham type, but even more physical aspect than Jimmy Graham. He's he's more that develop. good. So yeah, more developed of a of a player physically. Um, he, he's just special. So for LSU fans, you should be excited for this guy. I know sometimes we can't tell you what you're going to develop into when you, he's just. If you've seen him and watched him on film, you'd, you'd think he's going into the NFL draft next week. He's that physically developed. So this is a great, great get for Coach O and, uh, and the LSU program. Yeah, look, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, and he's a big guy, 6'5", 6'6", in that area, mm-hmm. weighs around 255. Um, and those numbers were taken a couple of months ago. So he could have grown. Right. He, look, he runs a 4'7", has around a 36-inch vertical. This is a I mean, big guy. Yeah. I mean, you can't put a cornerback on him at the end of the nope. day, you know, maybe an NFL cornerback, but there's no college cornerback that's going to cover this guy. And what are you going to do? Put a safety? Uh, I mean, yes, you, you know, gain some size, but you're still it, it's like a Stefan Sullivan matchup uh, issue for defenses. But this guy's better. Uh, this guy's really talented, Josh. I mean, he's a year one type of impact type of guy, too. Yeah, look, let's let me just a real quick example. A guy like Derek Stingley, as talented as he is, look at Kyle Pitts was able to do to Stingley. He's able to make some plays on him, right? He was able to do some things on him. This guy is bigger. He's he's more physical, more talented. Like you said, you can't put a cornerback on him. You've seen what what happened. Uh, probably the number one cornerback in the country onto a, t- a NFL caliber tight end. It's hard to cover. They're just hard to cover. So this is going to be a great another weapon for this offense to uh, for LSU. Well, let's look at the Auburn game in terms of guys that are coming. I know Zachary Evans, big five-star LSU, is hot on the trail for mm-hmm. is coming. But other than that, who are some other big names that we can expect at this Auburn game? Yeah, man, a lot of big names. Zach Evans here, like uh, the, the number one running back there out of, out of Texas. He'll be here on a, an official uh, visit. Uh, keep an eye out. Some more official visits. Jamie and George, the offensive lineman, uh, He's an Alabama commit, but he'll be in. Alec Bryant, the LSU commit from uh, Perlin, Texas, um, he'll actually be here. Uh, let's see. I got the list here, Charles. It's it's quite long, but look at some of the 2020 commits. TJ Finley, Major Burns. Uh, you talked about Cole Taylor earlier. He'll be at the game. Another name to, to keep an eye on, and LSU's kind of turned up the heat on, is Edrin Cooper, um, the outside linebacker, he's committed to Oklahoma, but LSU's been kind of looking for another edge guy to put pressure on the quarterback. So uh, LSU's turned up the heat on him. He'll be in for a visit uh, from a 21 uh, class of 21. Mason Smith from Terrebonne. Look, he's the number one player in the 21 uh, class as and he's, far he's, as. He's uh, not his, giving that up. He's right, not, as far he's as not as, giving that up. <laughs> he's a number one player. I say not in, in the 21 class, but for the state, in the state, he's the number one player. And if you ever got an opportunity to watch him, and I took a few minutes last week to watch some of his film in depth. Charles, he's 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 a real deal. Have you got a chance to watch him? I've seen him in person. Oh, and I okay. saw him when he was okay. a freshman and sophomore and was like, who in the hell is this kid? I mean, <laughs> does he have an LSU offer? And it's like, oh, he's a sophomore. It's like, what? 
I mean, that guy's bigger <laughs> than than most guys in terms of height, size, muscle than anyone in the state on the line. And, and not only that is that I mean, he's NFL size already. Uh, he's he hits LSU's weight room and Tommy Moffat's program. Uh, how much bigger can he get? You know, mass wise, it's a big kid. He's talented. He's fast. Uh, the things Detilier said about him is is he's one of the best players uh, he's ever seen at the high school ranks, and he's definitely the best to come out of the Bayou in a very long time. Yeah, when I watch him on film, I, I'll definitely take the opportunity to go watch him in person. You know, next year or hopefully maybe at the end of this year. But um, when you watch his film, Charles, it's just it's almost like he can't be moving he can't be moving that fast for that size. But he is, and obviously that's why he's the number one player in the state. So, man, LSU, he'll be in. So that, that's that's a big one there for LSU. Um, and th- the list is very long. James Brockemeyer, uh, one of the top offensive linemen. Actually, I think he's, I want to say, ranked the number one offensive lineman in the 2021 20, class. So, look, and there's a long list, and I'll put this out. But, but we're starting to get, just like the tight end, we talked about this the last few shows, right, Charles, that now you're starting to get names that, we weren't quite getting before. Don't get me wrong. LSU always recruits good, but those three stars are turning into four stars. And now instead of having, you know, eight, you need four stars. Now you're having eight, nine, five stars show up when you win. This is, this is what happens. So hopefully LSU can continue on this, you know, on this path and keep winning. And we'll continue to see more of these big time five stars from all over, all over the, the nation show up. So it's going to be a good weekend for recruiting. Yeah, and, and look, you talk about winning the recruiting battles leads to winning on the field, and I think mm-hmm. you've won some of those recruiting battles. You haven't won as many as you wanted to. But it's flipped, Josh. Uh, you won in another recruiting battle by getting Joe Brady here yep. and, and keeping Dave Aranda and having a successful program that's winning big games is leading to winning in the recruiting game. And, and when you're winning on all, all, you know, all cylinders, you're sniffing a championship, and look, this team's sniffing a championship right now, Josh, and, yep. and I think everyone can feel it. Uh, look, uh, SEC Nation is covering LSU again. Um, I expect game day to be at the Alabama game, and, and, you know, after the beginning of November, that big game in Tuscaloosa, no matter how it goes, LSU's going to have very winnable games, and, and they're either going to be playing for an SEC championship, or they're going to be playing for a big bowl game, maybe even a spot in the playoff, because if they beat Auburn handily, if they have a close game against Alabama, or if they beat Alabama, you can't tell me why they shouldn't be in the national championship, Josh. But uh, it should be an exciting weekend. Recruiting is hot. Uh, we will have a recruiting pod during the bye week, and we'll do a recap as well. We'll kind of blend them together. But, uh, Josh, what do you have in terms of the website coming out? Are we going to see a launch this week, or are we going to have another week to wait? Yeah, so, look, we had a couple of things happen with the publisher. I'm trying to get it finalized, but um, like I said, as soon as I will. I don't want to put the product out until it's right, so, you know, just continue to, to monitor the Twitter. I'll get this list out of players. If I don't get it up on the website, I'll get it out on Twitter for everybody. Sounds good. Well, Josh, we appreciate you for hopping on as always. We also appreciate Justin Ferguson of The Athletic, beat writer for the Auburn Tigers, for coming on. Uh, we all, all three of us, have LSU winning this game uh, as the ultimate Tiger wins. A little jab at Auburn because they are fake <laughs> Tigers. Josh, I think you agree there. But for yeah. Justin Ferguson and for Josh Lemoyne, my name is Charles Reese. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy some football. And as always, God bless. Ooh.